0: Soul is the everyday.
1: Because margaritas and the bachelorette are just as soulful as medis and self-care.
0: We're your hosts, Holly party and Jordana Levine.
1: First of all, I just want to say a big fucking swearing congratulations to you, my friend, for signing with Bella. That is so exciting.
0: Thanks, Jord. It's been such a wild week. Well, look, let's be honest. I mean, you've been with me through this whole process yeah. and the listeners maybe haven't witnessed what a process it's been mm. so having it all official and signed and announced this week feels so just like a explain
1: it explain it to the listeners if they're not sure what we're talking about
0: So I've signed with Bella Management and they are the leaders in body image diversity when it comes to modelling. And this, I've spoken on a previous episode how I've been called to step into the mainstream arena when it comes to presenting work and all of the Leo things that I love, which is basically being in front of a camera. And performing. Volume, being seen on a, a larger scale. Uh, and we'll, we'll do an entirely different episode that's focused purely on body image, but it is an area that I'm incredibly passionate about. And to be represented by the leaders in the space, and I know, Jord, you interviewed Chelsea Bonner yeah. on Luna luck and we adore her and her work. It just feels really really exciting it's like a whole new book not a new chapter a new book is beginning as of this week
1: it's really special too like Bella itself as an agency it's so much more than just a model and talent agency and I think that's what makes it so special because one of the biggest takeaways I got from the interview I did with Chelsea is that it's so important that the people that she's representing are not only representing her brand, but are communicating the message of the brand as well. And you are just the embodiment of body positivity, diversity, and being yourself, you know? And I think I just think they're so lucky to have you.
0: <laughs> Thanks, John. I feel so grateful. And you know you played a very big role in helping me make this happen. So thank you for that. As only well.
1: because I <laughs> made you do tasks every day <laughs> you did <laughs> <laughs> it's true uh
0: no it's been a big week of celebration so i'm very grateful Yay. did you um look at me deflect it's so interesting i go into deflection i'm like so do you have a comment from the facebook group i think
1: that's called <laughs> moving the episode along yes i, I think do. that is too. <laughs> Um, Yes, okay, so this week um, I have a comment in the Facebook group from Natalie Dillon, and it says, Hi lovelies, I feel a bit silly asking this, no silly questions in the Facebook group, FYI, but I know this is a safe space, so I'll ask anyway. In the most recent episode when Jordana did muscle testing and clearing on Holly at the end of the episode, what was that? kinesiology (laughs) would love to know more about this thanks guys um yeah we totally threw that in it wasn't planned at all um and i do it quite a bit for holly and holly does it back for me and we um didn't really think to explain it so this is probably a really good (laughs) opportunity one of
0: those times like the moon and rising signs where we just assume people do this in their day-to-day lives
1: yeah so what we were doing it's an energetic clearing it's called self-muscle testing um it's based on energetics and kinesiology um I learnt from um, Zoe Bosco, who's our kinesiologist, and she's put me through some rigorous training with it. If self-muscle testing is something that you're really interested in learning, there's lots of different ways to learn. Holly, uh, not Holly. You're Holly. But Zoe, I am. Hi. Zelly and I um, are running a workshop at the end of October around money clearings and wealth and abundance and all that sort of stuff. Part of that workshop is learning how to muscle test. So if that's Amazing. something you're interested in, you can come along to that. Um, but basically, it's just a way of tuning in to the energy within your body or within somebody else's body um, mm. by asking yes or no questions. Mm. Um, your body holds the resonance of the answers and knows what's best for it and so by tapping into your own energy or the person who you're testing you're able to um test that energy yeah through through a yes or no response
0: and it's the easiest way i found in getting out of your head and into your body and the resonance residing in your body because Often we can feel an intuitive yes or no or a pull for something, but then automatically we go straight up into that headspace where logic resides Mm. and we start, especially if you're a double air like us, we start to create all of the stories and all of the different ways to cut the cake. So I love uh, and Jord Jord and Zoe have both taught me how to do this process and I use it regularly, Jord. We're not only clearing one another, but also it's a way for us to dive more into what where our natural psychic and intuitive abilities reside, which is absolutely
1: really yeah, and mm-hmm. we'll do a proper teach me something new on it. Um Totally, I think That'll so. We fun. can dive a bit deeper into it, but we just wanted you guys to know what was going on because you know what, it'll probably come up quite a bit on the show. How fun is that? We can start doing clearings in the shows. We absolutely. Actually- Oh, sorry. No, you go. I was
0: just going to say I love that so many people found it interesting and not boring because it was very quiet for bits while you were doing the yes no. <laughs> I
1: know, but you know you could hear the yes-no, could yes. you hear the sound of my hands. It was so funny. Yeah. I didn't even put them up to the microphone. Um, but I just wanted to say before we hopped on this call today, uh, we actually had to do a, a – a muscle yes. test because Holly couldn't log on to Skype. It was so full on. Oh
0: my and, gosh!
1: Um, Having energetic interference. Yeah, and it was it was energetic interference. And as soon as we figured out what it was, we won't go into it now. But as soon as we figured out what it was, Skype loaded. It was so weird. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's really yeah. handy. It's really really handy. Um, I have noticed though one of the things that did come up when in the comments under that uh, comment in the right. Facebook group, yeah, was. Um, that, you know, it does help to have this really strong connection to your intuition. If you're just going in and muscle testing and doubting and not yes. having a really strong sense of um, self-awareness and um, I guess in a way, I want to call it intuition, but I guess in a way it's psychic ability as well,
0: mm. Mm.
1: Um, then self-muscle testing can get a little bit um cloudy cloudy yeah yeah
0: and you we've spoken briefly on seeing psychics jord and we've done a teach me something new on intuition but we actually haven't had the conversation around the ways that we tap into our innate psychic and intuitive abilities so i'm curious to know for you how how does that show up for you and what are the tools that you use
1: look it's really interesting i um and I've spoken about it briefly on here before, but I really shut down my psychic abilities a lot as a kid because my mum was very psychic. She used to do psychic readings from home. Um, And it just used to freak me out, to be honest with you. I I didn't find it fun at all. I found it scary. And um, I think I had a lot of, in reflection, looking back on it, I think I had a lot of spirit and a lot of dark energy around me as a kid and I'm not sure why or maybe it wasn't dark maybe I just was unfamiliar with it but I really had trouble sleeping as a kid and I was very scared of the dark and very scared of being alone and mum would come into my room and she's like it's fine there's nothing in here and I could just feel it I could feel it and so now I know what that feeling is and it's me tuning into either um uh, another dimension or, or spirit or just a sign for me to be listening closer to um, what my intuition or my gut is telling me. But yes. in terms of the way my psychic abilities show up now, and it's only because I'm opening myself up to them, um, there's a few different ways. First and foremost, the strongest is definitely... Uh, sentience So like the feeling sense, like re- I yes. just really feel it in my body. Sometimes it's goosebumps. Sometimes it's a wave of something. Sometimes it's just a knowing, like I just mm. know. I just know. Um, some of the more interesting ways it shows up for me is, um, <laughs> we're talking about it this morning, is smell.
0: yeah, um,
1: And that's a new-ish one for me. I've always had a very, very, very strong sense of smell. So much so that, I would smell stuff, say, sometimes I'd be in a yoga class and I'd smell someone's perfume and it would just be so overwhelming that I'd have to walk out of the class and I'd say to someone, oh my God, how strong was that person's perfume? And they'd be like, I didn't even smell it. So I've always had a very strong sense of smell. But lately, maybe in the last few years, I'm smelling stuff that other people are not smelling. Yes, um, And I've come to realize that there are messages in those smells. So, for example, I often smell a really strong scent of garlic and um, no one else can smell it and I'm not around any cooking. And I've realized that that's actually my grandmother.
0: I've so, got that sense when you were talking. I'm like, is this a grandmother energy we're talking about here? Yeah,
1: I think it's my dad's mom. And, Interesting. Um, so that's one of them. Um, Did and she th- used
0: to make sauerkraut?
1: she she actually didn't make sauerkraut there's no garlic in sauerkraut Holly I don't know why I just got this image of sauerkraut guys sometimes your intuition can be way up (laughs) I mean maybe she'd never made it for me that's so funny (laughs) I can see fermented foods around her energy but the other day without going into detail of all the things that happened I was in the car with someone who I didn't want to be in the car with um, and I started to feel this really kind of like dark energy and I knew I had to get out of the car. This was my trip to the Gold Coast, Holly. And I, um, I got Ooh. this, like, overwhelming, overwhelming smell of petrol and I was like, what Ooh. the fuck is this? And I said to the person in the car, can you smell that petrol? And he was like, no. And I was like, come on, you have to smell that petrol. Like, it's so strong. And he was like, I can't smell the petrol. And so that's when I said, oh, look, I think we should – let's let's pull up here like let's pull up here and have lunch and that's when I got out of the car because I was like I have to get out of this car oh, this
0: energy it's, it's
1: it was it was I was in danger so my my whatever my guides whatever was giving me a really strong smell to say this this is your smell this is for you and you're in a car and it's time to get out of it
0: fuck yeah on the smell thing Kim Kardashian can smell and people have um they need to get a feeling in their teeth what yeah she can smell I remember when I used to watch Kardashians she can smell when people need a filling and she actually showed it on the show she was like I think it must have been Lamar she's like he has rotting teeth I can smell it and he did
1: but because because there's a smell. What is she smelling? She, Ginger she can, she, I don't
0: know. She can just smell it. Like That's she's so just weird. got that intuitive ability. It's very specific. I have another friend, and this is a bit like a bit out there, but she admitted it drunkenly to us a few weeks ago. Oh, love a drunk she, admission. <laughs> I know she listens as well. So shout out. I'm not going to say her name. Okay. She can smell when other women are on their cycle. Oh, interesting! Yeah, and she could. She absolutely knows. Like, if it's if it's like a strong cycle, if it's a lighter cycle, like she knows. And she went around the table and she nailed it with all of us.
1: That is so intense for her.
0: Yeah, she's like, look, it's not
1: the best thing in the world. Is it a bad smell? Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> absolutely. You have to tell me who that is off the call, so I can <laughs> avoid <laughs> them at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me where I'm at in my cycle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Um, and then lastly, so smell, and then the last thing for me, which I've only kind of realised in the last few months actually since I've been talking it out with you is that I have very psychic dreams.
0: Oh, yeah, you have the most prophetic dreams. There's so much symbolism in them, George.
1: Yeah, but it's it's hard, and I, I'd love to hear your take on this because um, I know that you – Interpret your psychic abilities a little bit different to me. But when it comes to my dreams, it's very hard to decipher what is um, a psychic recognition and what is actually just my subconscious or something I've seen on Instagram before I went to bed. So that's been a little bit hard for me. I had an incident the other day uh, while you were up here in Byron that scared the freak out of me where (laughs) I had seen someone in a situation in my dream. Um, a very specific environment. Very specific. Very specific environment. And then the next day, that person had posted a picture on Instagram of them in that exact environment that I dreamt of the night It was before. actually wild. It was wild and it scared me a lot. I got a bit upset about it because I was like, I've never been so precise with my dreams before. Yeah. Um, And I couldn't work out the significance of it either. So I um, I kind of just like put it to the side and forgot about it. But there's something in it. And so I've got to start – I think I'm going to start a dream journal so I can really Uh, start to – Work out what's going on and what is real and what's not real.
0: You know exactly getting to understand the language of your dreams. I'm always so fascinated by dreams, and yeah. I'm pretty sure I wrote a thesis on dreams it, in uni. Um, and all Oh, of the- did
1: you? Yeah, I need
0: to go and pull that out. I think it was based on Freudism. Is that what you? Is that how you pronounce
1: it? Fro- no, you're the one that did the thesis. But
0: I don't think it was a thesis.
1: You I think, think it was an essay? Maybe Actually, just it was a three-page essay. essay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was basically a stream of consciousness of my most recent dream and me deciphering it. I don't know how I made that into an assignment. Anywho, I love it.
1: was it philosophy? Um,
0: when you were talking though, George, I did get that you need to keep a dream journal to start to highlight, yeah, the language of your dreams and what the symbols in your dreams mean because it's different for everybody. You can buy those dream dictionaries, and sometimes when I have a super symbolic dream, I will look up the meanings. And sometimes the meanings resonate, but other times they don't. And that's why I like I like the idea of a dream journal or just your own personal interpretation of what the dreams mean, because you could get someone else to decipher it as well. But that, again, it's seeking outside of yourself and it's someone else's experience of those symbols, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking in last episode about tarot, where it's like those cards will take on symbolism for you and their messages for your intuition. And that's what dreams are. I mean, they're so personal. I can see the validity and symbolism in dreams. Like you said, sometimes I'll look it up in a dream dictionary and I'll be like, whoa, that's so spot on. You know, like wiggly teeth means loss of money. I just made that up. I don't know if that's actually a thing. Um, And you're like, hmm, that resonates. But in other ways, I think teeth are going to mean something different to you than they mean to me, you know? Agreed. And, yeah. and
0: there's the recurring dreams and if you're recurring, like the certain dreams that you have recurring, God, we could do a whole segment on dreams yeah. alone. Yeah,
1: well, on like, that, when I yeah. was a kid, I reckon from about the ages of 6 to 15, I had the same man in my dream. No, yeah.
0: was he a good man? He wasn't,
1: any, he wasn't anything. He was never a major role in the dream. He just was always there from 6 to 15. And then when I was 15, I think I was in mum's hair salon. I could have sworn I saw him in real in the real life. And then I couldn't um he never really had a face. Like I mean he had a face obviously, but he but it wasn't decipherable. And I thought yeah. I saw him in North Bondi of all places. And um I got all confused and I was like, oh, God, maybe I'd seen this guy as a six-year-old and he, like, like just in the street and he just, like, somehow made it into my dreams. It was all weird. I've never really deciphered it. Sorry, that's a story that didn't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> that is so weird. But same, you know what same maybe- man. Yeah, same man for over six years. Yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> Do you- have you ever experienced, like, paralysis?
1: Never. And I oh, remember when happened. you and-, and Jay Genoa were telling me about, you've both had it, and I was just like, that sounds like the scariest thing ever
0: sleep paralysis is on another level and it actually runs in my family Does so it? my da- yeah my dad's experienced straight sleep paralysis and do you know what's really funny my dad can also astral travel oh. but he never admits it and he like he used to always tell my mum about it but it used to freak him out and so he suppressed suppressed my dad is so intuitive but he just shuts it down. Was he
1: on and psychedelics when he was astral travelling?
0: Potentially. No, actually, my dad doesn't take psychedelics or hasn't taken psychedelics. Mm. He's He's got a natural inclination to connecting with loved ones who've passed through dreams. Like his best mate comes and visits him all the time and he he will say, like, it wasn't a dream, Holly. and He'll try and explain it to me. I'm like, Dad, I know. I know that they're visiting you. But you can see that there's this level of self-doubt and his ability to to connect in this way but the Mm. astral travel thing is pretty big for him my sister has experienced sleep paralysis and i i've had it for a couple of years i'll have moments of it but what's interesting is apparently and i'd be curious to know from any of our listeners who have astral traveled or have experienced. can you explain astral travel so basically when you are asleep your soul leaves your body and goes traveling in the astral realms and I have friends that go and heal, literally go and heal other people while they're asleep. It's
1: like out-of-body experiences, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, then I've definitely had that before. Have you? Yeah, I I get it with Zoe a lot. We do it with each other, especially when we used to live together. She'd, like, astral travel into my bed and I'd astral travel into hers. If we'd just done a session before, um, it's like the healing hasn't stopped yet. And so through the integration if I've, if I've had to do a clearing on her, um, I'll still be healing her while she's sleeping, but yes. like physically there, or not physically, obviously, astrally there. Yeah, yeah interesting. That, I didn't realise that's realize what, it that is. Was what it was.
0: Yeah, so I've had moments where I've been about to astral travel and it feels like sleep paralysis because it's like this feeling of pressure and force on your body where your soul is wanting to kind of sit up and and leave mm. and it actually is terrifying jord mm. so i've i've really suppressed that side of psychic ability
1: but what is sleep paralysis what's actually happening
0: i don't know the scientifics of the ins and outs of sleep paralysis but what it feels like is you are awake and you're aware of everything that's going on around you but you are paralyzed you can hear everything you want to be able to shout out or yell or move, and you cannot, it. No, it's no. so scary. It's fucking. It's fucked up. It's I really, really
1: terrible. Handle that. What about you? I mean, look, you worked as an intuitive for a period of time, and we've spoken um, a lot about working as an intuitive and and your different psychic abilities. But let's let's just tap into them again. What are the What are the main ways that you receive messages?
0: Yeah so you mentioned briefly at the beginning Jord um clairsentience so I'll explain the different variations of how people can receive messages so clairsentience is one of them and clairsentience is is sense it's it's feeling right it's i i get a feeling of something like you might get goosebumps or you get butterflies or you feel really hot or there's just sensation happening that's definitely one of the ways that i experience Mainly for me, if there's an energy that wants to communicate. So, if a loved one who has passed away wants to be channeled through to somebody, I will sense them and feel them. I'll feel them on a certain, their energy on a certain side of my body, Uh, depending on left or right, will tell me if they're male or female. Uh, And for instance, when I channel really light energies, it feels really beautiful. And I've channeled some darker energies, and it can feel really like Almost like anxiety, like mm. very hot and bothery. And it's been very helpful, actually, Jord, for me to get a handle on when uh, the way that my ability communicates to me through sense and what is actually mine and what is somebody else's. And that's how this uh, energetic testing really helps me clarify hang on, is what I'm feeling right now mine or yeah. is it something else? That happened often, to
1: us this week, yeah, didn't it?
0: Exactly. You were feeling my stuff. I
1: know it was so funny. We just tell the listeners what happened. Holly and I yeah. were both like completely drained of energy, like completely wiped out. Limbs were heavy, so tired. I had a pounding headache, yeah. and um, I, I can't remember. I think you said to me, like, I wonder if yeah, we I got the same to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like, we hooked into each other, Joel, because this is very specific. We have the same symptoms they've come out of nowhere
1: yeah and we tested it and holly had actually hooked into me (laughs) um and it was just this it was just like an irrational thought that you had that it escalated really attached attached to both of us it was so funny wasn't it
0: yeah and it just became this really heavy physical manifestation so clairsentience is a big one but for me it's actually claircognizance so claircognizance cognition yeah it's it's a knowing it's i just know and I can't explain it, and this is the hardest ability for people to trust because I think a lot of the time when people think of psychic ability or intuition, they assume that it appears as clairvoyance. So clairvoyance, voyeuristic, images. It's actually
1: one of the – I was reading about it the other day. It's actually one of the rarest forms of psychic ability. Exactly. I do not see things. Do you see things? No, never. But I've – I've been very clear from a very young age that I don't ever want to see anything.
0: Exactly. I'm the same. So even when I'm channeling loved ones who have passed away, I'm not seeing them. (laughs) I am not seeing them. But there's a cognizance ability of I know and I cannot explain it and I trust it. And when I was studying this ability, I came up to Byron about three years ago now and did a five-day intensive. And the practice that we learned is to just channel and communicate without question and that taught me this trust component of claircognizance because otherwise it can just sound like any other thought in your brain Mm. and we can talk ourselves out of thought, right? Absolutely. So that for me it's claircognizant and I I say it to you all the time and lots of people in my life I'll be like I I can't explain it that just this is going to happen or I know this about this person, and I'm, I'm, I'm 99%, I reckon, with most of the claircognizant stuff. Yeah. Um, I but think the I've other
1: got claircognizance as well. You
0: definitely have claircognizance. Yeah. 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 You're, you're always know. like, I just know this, and it's not that we know it all.
1: I just do Virgo like, Moon, so <laughs> if you figure,
0: Virgo Moon, double airs, projectors in human design, and claircognizant. Hashtag know-it-alls. no it alls uh, <laughs> But there's also clear audience, Jord, and this is one of the rarest as well, and mm. that's hearing, as in you're not hearing your own voice, you are hearing the voice yeah. of someone else. Do you else. have that? No.
1: No, me neither. I don't think I'd want that either.
0: It's very scary. I When I was teaching this, because I teach this in Manifestation of Magic, and with one of my intakes, one of the girls has clairaudience and she didn't realise that not everybody has that. Not everybody can hear someone else's voice, but that would be the easiest way to determine what's intuition and what's not because it's someone else's voicing it.
1: Yeah. So interesting, isn't it? I'm trying to think what my mum has. She has all of it. She I, Honestly, like she sees, she hears, she knows, she feels... She, yeah, she just, she has it all. I'm
0: fascinated by the people who can see because I, and I've got friends who see and it scares the shit out of me.
1: Yeah. It's interesting though, because if you think about, if you think about the dreams that I have, I guess I'm seeing.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: I guess that's what's happening. It's a visual, it's a visual of it. And that one that I had where I saw what had happened (laughs) in a different country, like hours after I'd just seen it in my dream that was actually like pretty much the exact same picture that I saw in the dream. So I yeah. guess in a way there is some, thing. some clairvoyance in there. That is clairvoyance.
0: It's mm. just that because you're sleeping, you're more open to receiving.
1: Mm.
0: Have you ever, because this has happened to me, Jord, had experience, psychic experiences of really heavy downloads that you don't want to be true about other people and then they come true? Yes. Me too. How do we deal with that? Because I don't like carrying that load.
1: Yeah, I, um, I don't have an answer for you. I, the few times that it has happened, if I feel that it's important to share it, I will, but that would be very rare. I don't think I've shared it very often. Sometimes no. I think that if you're getting a, unless it's like, oh my God, don't get on that aeroplane. Yes. And I've had not don't get on the aeroplane, but I've had don't go on that holiday. I've done that to a friend before. Oh, wow, um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't share it. I don't think it's important. People need to experience their own stuff.
0: It's their dharma, and if we okay. are to interfere with their dharma, it actually can do more harm than good. And when you study to be a psychic, if you're learning from a reputable source, there's actually a code of ethics. You are not supposed to predict death, illness or like divorce these sorts of things and so I've always been very conscious of not but sometimes you'll just get a download out of nowhere and go fuck but then as you said it's not our job to communicate that to a person they need to they need to learn like live on their own path it's very confusing
1: and also you know there's no foolproof method to this I've definitely had psychic downloads that I haven't come true because the thing is you know everyone's on their own path and and one sliding door moment will course correct right so um I think that sometimes it's just important to just receive whatever information you need to receive and if it's not important in that present moment then to just observe what happens next
0: Absolutely. So I guess if people are listening to this and wanting to tune more into their own abilities, you know, be it claircognizance or clairaudience or maybe you can smell like George, what would that be called?
1: (laughs) Claire? Um, it, It is called something. Let me find it. Find it.
0: Well, we have done an entire episode on psychic reading. So definitely go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already. And we've also done a Teach Me Something New on intuition. So we already have covered all of those questions in some previous episodes uh or i will always encourage people to take to their journals as well when you start to get messages downloads or have dreams start to document them and see if there are patterns in the way that you're experiencing your own intuition and psychic ability
1: uh yeah clara clara clarifactants that's so weird if you're a clarifactant, let us know
0: in the facebook group no i'm really curious to hear what everyone's abilities are
1: yeah me too um also i think this is this is something that happens every time holly and i talk about something like this they're like where can i study it how can i you know Mm -hmm, become mm -hmm. the expert on this and you know i mean holly did go and do an intensive but this is something that you can just tap into on your own there's no textbook there's no you know um video tutorials to do it's really just about self-awareness everybody everybody is psychic we've just layered all of this stuff on top so that we can't tune into it because we're looking for everything externally and it's just asking you to peel those layers back
0: You think about practices like meditation which silence the mind mind and get you back into that heart space and they're the techniques you want to be using to get clearer downloads. It's not about reading the book and ticking the boxes. We probably have a lot of Virgo listeners, George, that you've called in (laughs) who are Uh, like, yeah, but how do I study this? Well, (laughs) I
1: I do have to say I did recommend it in a newsletter a while ago but um, Helen Jacobs' new book, if you do want to read a book, um, it's called You Already Know. And it's a really beautiful journey into intuition and tapping into your psychic abilities. I think it's, I can't remember what the tagline is, something about finding your life purpose. But I think it's been really helpful for me as someone who is quite psychic just to be reminded of ways to allow those downloads to come in. So that's a really beautiful book. You already know. I love that. Yeah. You already know. I'm going to have to read it. What's What's the most prolific psychic download you've received? that shocked you
0: that shocked me fuck i needed prep for this uh i'm constantly shocking myself with my downloads about myself and other people yeah uh I, I i predicted bella about a year ago um i have the journal i'll find it where i said i'm gonna sign with bella management and it was at a time where i that was just not even on the radar and i was like where the hell did this come from mm. three years ago i said i'd work with cotton on random but i did um so lots of things like that. I bought my engagement party dress uh, two years into my relationship with Trent. Psycho. We got engaged <laughs> at eight years, guys. <laughs> but I knew. Um, so there's been lots of things, but some of the most prolific things, to be honest, Jord, have been the heaviest ones, uh, because they've really stuck with me. It's like, how did I possibly know that that was going to happen? You know? Mm. They've been they've been the intense ones. How about
1: you? I. I- I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I like I like you said I, it happens all the time. And it yeah. sho- it actually shocks me every time even though Yes. I know. Every time. Um so yeah, I don't really know. I mean, the most recent one was that dream I had. I think it just yeah. shocked me so much because it was so um specific and I've never had a specific visual download before and I think that's what freaked me out but I guess that's the other thing we didn't really mention is you and I constantly will just get stuff that drops in it just yeah. drops in I mean I had one just before we got on this call we actually had a different topic to talk about today um and I was on my way back from getting a coffee and it, it just dropped in as I was crossing the road that we didn't we, we shouldn't talk about we the shouldn't topic, talk really about we it. talk about so we just changed topics this is how we ended up here <laughs> literally this is why we're here <laughs> um but yeah so it's it's and those downloads are interesting aren't they whole because they are they're just annoying and I think that everyone's getting them and either thinking it's just their brain having a weird thought or they're not open to receiving them so when they do drop in you've you've got to be able to go yep download and then act on it or at least Contemplate. Act on it straight
0: it. away, exactly. Yeah. Acting it straight away, and just yeah, put the wheels in motion because otherwise you're suppressing the download. Mm-hmm. I do remember a really prolific moment, Jordan. This is when I first realised that I had the ability to channel people who have passed away. If you want to hear this story, it's pretty yeah. cool. So I just learned Vedic meditation, and I was practicing the twenty minutes in the morning, twenty minutes in the afternoon. It was a weekend, and I started to hear this woman, and she was communicating to me her name and I just got all this information from her in my medi she I knew she was an older woman she'd passed away not too long ago and she started she repeated her name to me over and over and over and over again
1: so wait hold didn't you say that you don't hear things in my voice okay but I knew it wasn't me it
0: was her yeah it's very hard to explain no no
1: I I get it because yeah. I I I that's what I feel too but I just wanted yeah. to make that clarification for people
0: Yeah. so yeah. it wasn't in her voice it was definitely my voice then she started showing me things but then when I say showing me things I'm not seeing them I'm I'm sensing them yeah so she was showing me things like a hamburger and she showed me a poppy and she would show me some very specific symbols and then she showed me who her grandson was. Now, this was a, uh, a, a fellow. <laughs> this was a contact I had a made. Very fine my...
1: fellow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's has been fine. Um, who I had made at my Cleo Bachelor days. He's a professional athlete. Uh, and we hadn't spoken in about eight years. He's pretty well-known in the scene, uh, lives in LA and we were connected on Facebook, but she basically kept hounding me. Every time I sat in meditation for about three days, she would not stop. And I was like, I remember sitting this meditation going, all right, I'll reach out to him. And George, I felt so nervous. I was contacting this guy on Facebook messenger Hey, haven't seen you in like eight years. I hope that this isn't, you know, out of the ordinary at all, but I'm a little bit psychic. I I wonder if your nana's name is this. Uh, Let me know because she's been communicating to me. And he got back to me straight away. He's like, Holly, what the, how do you know my nana's name? And then I I conveyed to him every bit of message that she gave me, every symbol that made
1: absolutely, was was there a story to it? No, made zero sense.
0: Zero sense. I had no idea. And that's like another thing about being psychic. It's just trusting the downloads and not trying to make a story out of it yourself. So I just gave him everything I had from her. And he wrote back and he was like, I'm in tears. I've called my mum. Like he lives in LA, he called his mum in Australia. He's like, we're, we're so grateful. Thank you so, so much. Like everything you said is spot on. And she went on her way. So that was like a big thing for me in trusting what I'm being delivered. Because I tell you what, this nana was not going to leave me alone if I hadn't communicated to her grandson.
1: Yeah, interesting. That's yeah. so interesting. So that was a cool moment. I wonder, you know, um, because I've never done any kind of professional readings where I have to get downloads at a specific time because someone's paying me. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you sure ever? Did you ever feel like you just couldn't tap into someone's energy? not once
0: never never I I do yeah I and yeah I would get first names like I do get first names I told actually can we do a shout out congratulations to M for the birth of Charlotte Absolutely. <laughs> I told her that she would be pregnant and she'd announce it in March this year I told her last year I told her to be a little girl um, and that's really nice to be able to read for people in that way. I predicted a lot of pregnancies, um, and I love having clients come back and say, You're right about these things. So yeah, I've never, I've never struggled to read someone before, which is kinda good. But yeah. also, yeah, it's very exhausting, which is why I don't do it anymore.
1: Yes. Understandably. Yeah. Understandably.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Um, Holly, what is your echo? Well,
0: I've been waiting weeks to share this record, but I really wanted to give it a good nudge to make sure that I could stand by it. We recommend a lot of skincare, but you guys know that it's only been a recent thing for me to wash my face at night, first and foremost, (laughs) let alone have a skincare regime. Um, So today I am recommending Mukti Organics and specifically the Blemish Solution products. So, When I was staying up in Byron with Jord about three or four weeks ago now, I said, enough. I'm sick of my lackluster skin because, Jord, I'm so used to having great skin. However, I've been experiencing some hormonal and gut challenges, and I've had these breakouts along the side of my jawline and my chin. Not to mention, I'm also used to having quite glowy skin, but for a long time now, it just hasn't been that way. And understandably so. I wasn't taking care of it. So... George and I were like, great, we're going to get the Mukti products. I love Mukti and I've loved the Mukti brand ever since I was doing work at Depths of Beauty. They're an Australian brand. They're one of the leaders in natural beauty. All of their products are natural and the Mukti organics range um, feature and focus on Australian botanicals, which is really beautiful and jord i have been using morning and night for the last however long it's been three to four weeks i've probably skipped two nights in that entire thing
1: i've been very virgo about were it were you drunk why did you skip them i was drunk yeah. Both
0: those times. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was so hard on myself the next day i was like i didn't wash my face because it's a process there's four steps which i'll explain but i am getting compliments on my skin jord yeah I haven't had compliments on my skin in the longest time but people your skin is so glowy and it is guys it is so in the blemish solution you have the balancing cleansing gel the how how
1: do you find the gel I've only ever used a cleansing cream before because I don't like foaming cleansers foaming cleansers dry your skin out guys okay Um, but what is the gel consistency like Gel? The gel is kind of, <laughs> and it's the consistency yeah. of semen. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> but if it does slightly foam in your hands, kind of like semen. No! Holy! <laughs>
0: <I'm laughs> joking. If, if semen is foaming in your hands, there's something, there's something wrong. <laughs> Don't put it on your face. Go to the doctor. <laughs> See <a> gynecologist. <laughs> okay. So <Ooh>. the balancing—it's the same mini texture, but it's really, really beautiful on the skin. <laughs> okay. <Ooh>. Okay. <laughs> but then what you do is you follow it up with the orange blossom balancing mist. <laughs> Make sure you close your eyes. You don't want anything getting in your eyes.
1: <laughs> okay, so tell me tell me about the orange blossom balancing well, mist because um, I use the rosewater one and that's yep, just thebomb.com.
0: The rosewater one is divine. Um, the orange blossom is just as beautiful. It smells beautiful. It's got kakadu plum, finger lime caviar, aniseed, myrtle, and native pomegranate.
1: And this is what's so um, amazing about Australia and being Australian is – Our natives are so potent. Our native botanicals are so potent. They're actually some of the best in the world for your skin. So we're actually super-duper-duper lucky.
0: Yeah, super lucky. Like Mm. this stuff, it works. And I know that natural products get such a bad rap it's so so effective they're beautiful i
1: guess the other thing sorry i know this is your record no, but is. the other thing about mukti is it is quite expensive but you are paying for the quality of the product these these products work they're very potent yeah um and a lot of her serums which are quite expensive they're like 110 dollars a bottle mm-hmm. that they, they are so um incredibly transformative like you can see the changes in your skin
0: yeah, really quickly, Jord. I yeah. was seeing changes in my skin in four days. No exaggeration. Yeah. and a little bit of the product, and they come in big, big yeah, containers, big bottles go a long way so I also have the aloe vera moisturizer and by the way guys I'm a combination skin and this is the combination and oily skin range and then they also have the blemish control which I've been using as a spot treatment to clear oh, yeah. up
1: what's that like just,
0: oh my gosh it dries out things like I get hormonal pimples on my chin before my cycle and I got a big one come up yesterday and it's still there but it is halved in size just from a little bit of a dab of this it's got kakadu plum native pomegranate it and mountain pepper berry but I've also been using it I sometimes get a little bit of a breakout on my chest or on my back my chest and back are so clear jord it's insane i I think from memory the four of the products cost two hundred dollars and I found that incredibly reasonable yeah, given and if you the, performance of the product
1: if you buy them from Mukti I think you can do after pay as well you know like yeah, you can so there's 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 a way around all of this
0: it's also unisex so Trent was asking me the other day for some male products natural products for skin and we had a look in the men's range and the cleanser the moisturizer it can be used on men as well so you can get your partner into it too so So that's my record for the week
1: and men I know we have like two men that listen to this show (laughs) um men really should be using skincare as well I don't know where they got the idea that they don't need to be, but they absolutely need to be washing their face.
0: Yeah, really important. And not with soap, it dries your skin out. Yeah. And it's toxic. Um, what's your record, Joe?
1: Well, I, I know this seems a bit silly because I, I record a TV show last week, but I've actually got another TV show to record. I know it sounds like all I do is watch TV, but <laughs> I don't. Um, it's on SBS demand. So SBS mm-hmm. on demand is another streaming service Um, but it's free yeah so you have to sign up for it but you don't pay for it it's a lot of the shows that are on SBS um, Mm -hmm. but they've got shows that aren't actually on SBS on the television this show is called shrill s-h-r-i-l it's an American show it's so good the first season only has six episodes um, I, I don't know what the actress's name is. I'll Google it in a minute. But basically, the premise of the show: a struggling young journalist is determined to change her life without changing her body. While dealing with unreliable boyfriends, sick parents, and a perfectionist boss, she begins to understand that she's just as good as everyone else. So this is beautiful American actress. She's plus size um and she's stunning like she's so stunning but the show's really about the way that she's treated from the public from her boss at work from her partners wow. around her body even though she is really satisfied in her body it's everyone else's issues with it and it's so, so good. interesting it's a comedy but there's a lot of like hard-hitting topics in there
0: it sounds like an important conversation to be having in a comedic way as well.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, it's brilliantly done. It's kind of got, the, it's set in New York, it's kind of got the vibes of girls with mm. a lot less sex and not as, like, confronting, but confronting in a different way, I think. I, I really, really enjoyed it. So um, it's called Shrill and it's on SBS On Demand.
0: Can I ask, yeah. how do you find these shows to watch? Like, you are so in the know.
1: I know. Um, I've got a group of friends who really love the same sorts of shows as I do. So um, we get, we just pass around recos. My mum my mom loves watching good, good TV shows. Like, that's one of her favourite things to do. So you grew up with that. She'll send me some good ones. But also, um, this one I actually picked up because... Who was it? I think it was Zoe Foster Blake actually had, had ah. um, watched it on the plane on the way to New York and she's like brilliant show and then I happened to be on SBS On Demand looking for some Nordic film I wanted to watch and it came up so I was like oh great I'll watch that
0: okay it yeah. sounds great Really good one. Yeah, it get is.
1: It's, you'll, you'll love it, Holly. It's really good. And this actress, God, I, let me find her name. Please find her name. She is so beautiful, but also just a great actress. Um. Her name is Adi Bryant, and she's all sorts of wonderful. Yeah. Yay! Um, all right, Hol, You are teaching us something new this week, and I'm super excited about it. What is it?
0: Well, guys, I'm going to teach us all about Archangels and Ascended Masters. Amazing! And if you're sitting there going, what the fuck are those things? You're in the right place, because that's what I'm going to teach you. Okay. <laughs> now that we've got that clear. So, George, I have been working with Archangel Energy and Ascended Master Energy since I've really stepped into the spiritual realm of things maybe three or four years ago and there's a difference between the two so what I might do is explain first about the archangels and four of the most prominent okay. how you can call on them and work with their energies mm. and then I'll explain who the ascended masters are not all of them because they're a lot and I'll share with you guys my top three or four at the moment and how you can call and work with them okay like the tarot chat There is a lot of information in all of this so this is a surface level discussion and it also is my personal experience with these angels and ascended masters yeah
1: i'm excited because i actually don't know a lot about either of the either of them the archangels or the ascended masters i don't i don't really work with them i get when i get a lot of psychic readings they'll say there's an ascended master that's dropped in but other than that i don't know a lot so i'm gonna have lots of questions
0: Cool. I love that. Okay. So firstly, we all know, well, maybe we don't, that there are angels that live in the fifth dimension. So these are our guardian angels and our spirit guides, potentially. And angels are an embodiment and an energetic frequency of pure unconditional love energy they are beings that vibrate it's so beautiful right they vibrate at pure unconditional love and that is their job to just be in our little it's almost as if everyone's walking around with their spiritual team of consultants that you can't see but that are like floating around your back and they are made up of your angels your guides your ascended masters and all of these things so Angels in general are that pure, unconditional love energy. And we've seen through the ages how they're depicted and they've got their wings and they're very angelic. The difference between angels and guardian angels and your archangels, are uh, archangels are the leaders of the pack. They're the prominent ones. They're the ones that you can call on and they will teach you and share with you really strong lessons. Archangels have put their hand up to say, I'm here to help and serve and guide anyone who calls on me to work with them. So the key to working with Archangel Energy is just that, to call on a specific Archangel, depending on what it is you're needing assistance or help with, and to ask them to aid you. Now, when, Arch- when you're working with Archangel Energy, a lot of the time it can feel just like you've got that extra support It's like somebody has your back or something has your back and you feel more grounded and supported. And the lesson in working with Archangel Energy, for me at least, is being okay to ask for help outside of just the physical realm especially. And you can feel a little silly at times being like I'm calling on Archangel Michael, for instance, or Archangel Gabriel, because if you're not clairvoyant, then you you won't see them. But for me it's this sense of when I call them forward, I trust that they're going to do their best to help me. And specifically working in an intuitive capacity and one-on-one, even in coaching capacity with clients, calling on Archangels before a session is an amazing way to hold and protect your energy. I've spoken with a neuroscientist friend of mine who calls on Archangel Michael before she does any kind of psychological work with her clients, and she's not even in the soul realm, right? So it's fascinating. Um, What I might do is share with you guys the top four archangels that are the most common and that you may have heard of and why you would call on them. Does that sound good?
1: That sounds so good. Can I ask a question though about the archangels? Yeah. They, and this is like so naive of me, but I'm just wondering if other people have thought about it too. Angels, are they like, (laughs) I'm thinking of the movie city of angels. Um. Were they ever humans on Earth?
0: Okay. So that's actually a really fucking good question. I'm not I'm not gonna confirm this, but from what I know, no. The
1: Archangels, and no.
0: No. Because ascended masters were the humans on Earth.
1: Hmm. Right?
0: And we'll get into that with Ascended Masters. I could be wrong that that being said. I think so you're like, right I'll...
1: with the Archangels. Yeah. I just wonder about the just the regular angels that send us
0: I think the regular angels have definitely been human and then you know when you get to a level of ascension I mean I'm talking like I know but apparently guys you get to a level of ascension where you can choose whether you want to reincarnate back to human or whether you want to be a guide in fact oh I forgot that this happened I had a past life reading uh, a couple of years back and it came into the reading that Trent was a, a an angel guide of mine once in a different lifetime. Oh, Tranny. Yeah, bless his little angelic soul. Because he is—he's an angel, right?
1: Not um, all the time.
0: Well, no. The guy
1: ain't
0: <sighs> He's definitely not an archangel. <laughs> <laughs> archangel Bobkins. <laughs> 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 Anywho,
1: um, yeah, good question. I feel
0: archangels no. Angels, absolutely, yeah, but quick, okay. wrong, and willing to be criticised for it.
1: No, no, I. Yeah, it's just interesting. Also, I was wondering, like the the impression I get of the archangels, and maybe it's because of some of the like uh, paintings and illustrations of them, is that they've been around for like
0: a oh. really long time, <laughs> thousands
1: and thousands and eons
0: of years. Like yeah. the archangels are like they've always been. You know, they're just always there
1: okay so tell tell us about the ones you want to tell us about how many are there in total is is there a specific number
0: well some people say four and they're the four i'm going to share but there's actually like tens if not hundreds of them okay and other like some are just more prominent than others yeah yeah? the four that i'm going to share with you are the key four there's probably about seven to ten that are the more commonly called upon ones but i mean you i i have channeled archangels in different periods of my life where you would have no idea they even existed, right? Yeah. The key one is Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael is the angel of protection and he is the overseer of all of the guardian angels. So Archangel Michael is like the head honcho, right? And he's the archangel that I work with most frequently. So anytime I'm going to do a coaching call or I do a one-on-one session, a group call, I will literally say, Archangel Michael, I call upon your energy to protect and hold the space for me and for the person that I'm reading. And it's just as simple as saying it aloud and calling him forward. And you'll feel held. He's also, he carries a sword. So he's the cutter of energetic cords. So Archangel Michael is great to call in at the end of the session as well to clear energy afterwards. So... I
1: need to call on Michael. Oh. <laughs> Archangel Michael,
0: his energy is a bit of a babe. Like, I'm quite attracted to Archangel Michael. I've actually Um,
1: seen Archangel Michael before in a session with Zoe. Have you? Yeah. She called him in and I – and this was me seeing and I never see, but I guess my eyes were closed. So it was like, you know, am I seeing or am I just like visualizing, imagining, but he was was actually – lying above me so like hovering above me with his um arms out in the orchard street north bondi clinic and his wings like he was about the size of my body but his wings were the entire room whoa yeah and i felt very protected
0: yeah he's the protector he releases lower energies of fear and worry and you'd call an angel michael to clear negative or toxic energy Mm. if you're a light worker or a healer he assists with those uh, and he supports with self esteem and self belief. So, who wouldn't want those
1: things in their life?
0: He's a real OG, Archangel Michael. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like we're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That too, because the next Archangel is Archangel Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Archangel Raphael is the healing archangel so he oversees healing on earth so he's really great for our Reiki practitioners or our kinesiologists he works hand in hand and he helps us channel our healing guides as well So you call upon him I, I. do you know what? Having refreshed this, I need to call on him more. I need to call on the four of him more, four of them more, I should say. Um, And when I say him, guys, it's just that masculine energy because Archangel. one of the archangels that I will share is a more feminine energy. That's just that they're not gendered because they're energy, you know, they're angels.
1: Yeah, but but they've got male names. So, I mean, guys, come on. (laughs)
0: True that, true that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So you call on Archangel Raphael to support in your own physical healing. Or that of your clients okay they release negative spirits he releases negative spirits um, and he also actually this is interesting helps with clairvoyance and vision but George we could have used Archangel Raphael a few weeks ago he helps locate lost pets
1: Oh and Luna went missing I think it you I think you ha- told me to ask him I actually did yeah I mean she did come home but she was probably like Raphael piss <laughs> off I'm on an adventure. <laughs>
0: Adventure, um, and Archangel Raphael also protects travellers. So yeah, he was protecting oh. Lena on her adventure. Yeah. <laughs> then there's Archangel Gabriel, the Archangel of our favourite thing in the world, communication. Oh. So I actually think we should chat with Archangel I think Gabriel. You're
1: going to say chocolate?
0: No. But that's, <laughs> um, so you call on Archangel Gabriel to help with cultivating your talents, creativity, oh. and communication. Archangel Gabriel also helps with procrastination. And assists with conception. Do you think Just that
1: sure. um, Archangel Gabriel is a Gemini with a Virgo moon? <laughs> I absolutely think that Archangel
0: Gabriel is at least double air. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: the last Archangel that I'm going to share with you guys today is Archangel Uriel. This is a feminine energy. So Archangel Uriel helps in openness and willingness to aid in the spiritual and light work. So it's very much the esoteric realm. So you call on Archangel Uriel to provide clarity before making big decisions and to aid and provide assistance following earth disasters, Mm. which is quite key right now. I feel we should all do a call upon Archangel Uriel and to help provide with answers in your life that require clarity over confusion. So basically everything in your life. Yeah really
1: beautiful I love that so the main way that you work with them is just to call them like it's just it's just to call them in
0: literally I will just say aloud I have chats with my angels and my guides out loud all the time and I don't care if I look crazy I mean there aren't that many people watching me at home so it's fine I'll say Archangel Michael I'm really struggling can you come through and help cut these cords or Archangel Raphael Luna's gone missing. We're calling on your energy to help locate her. Yeah. You can also write. Free writing's your thing. Archangel Michael, what do you have to tell me? And then channel through writing. Find what works for you. Absolutely. And if you are interested in more of the archangels, because there are plenty out there, go online, have a search around, see yeah. what resonates with you. Um, You'll it, be calling upon.
1: It's interesting. Today, as this episode airs, um, Monday, October 14, it's the Aries full moon. Um, And a lot of the energy around this Aries full moon is about asking for what you want. So, yeah, so obviously like asking the people around you for what you want. But one of the things I said in the in the Lunar Lover podcast episode on it was ask the universe or in this case, ask your archangels for what you want. Like, say, protect me. I need protection or I need help with communicating or I need you know, whatever it is, like ask for it and ask for it out loud. Like you said, Holly, I've started really talking out loud to the universe.
0: Yeah, the angels are your spiritual support team. Literally, guys, they've chosen not to ascend on earth to look after you. Mm. So they are there at any time for you to pray to, speak to, communicate with, ask for signs, ask for guidance. If you're wondering why you're not getting any clear communication or signs, have you been speaking and have you been asking? Because it's a two-way street. Also give thanks as well for yeah. their protection because it, you know, they vibrate at this pure unconditional love energy. So they respond to pure unconditional love and that's things like gratitude and yeah, and love over fear. Okay,
1: uh, Do you wanna hear Masters? about Ascended Masters? Yeah.
0: Oh, I love Ascended Masters so much, Jord. What I find the difference is, I mean there's plenty of differences But Ascended Master energy is, I feel, more relatable because they were once human. So Archangels are like this big, etheric, unconditional love vibration, whereas the Ascended Masters have their own story of their journey Earthside and then specifically what they were Earthside to teach Mm -hmm. and what you can learn from them in any moment. And there are multiple Ascended Masters. I couldn't possibly go through all of them. There is heaps, isn't there? So many. So, I mean, our key ones that people would know off the top of their head, we've got Jesus and Buddha and Krishna and Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene. And I mean, there are so many figures. I know majority of the ones that I just shared were predominantly Christian based, but across all religious denominations and also not just religious denominations, which is important. These are ascended masters are highly evolved souls that are working alongside God. They live in the fifth dimension and they've been to earth and incarnated multiple times serving humanity. So often they brought wisdom and knowledge ahead of their times to serve mankind during their physical incarnation. And what happens with ascended masters is... They've paid off their karmic debt and they've mastered ascension. So they no longer need to incarnate back on Earth in the physical realm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So my the first Ascended Master that I worked really closely with is an Ascended Master known as Quan Yin. So, Kuan Yin is the ascended master of care and compassion. She's the goddess of mercy, compassion, and love. And she's been acknowledged in Buddhism and the traditions of China, but she actually goes beyond religion. So, she warms the heart of anyone who calls on her. And the reason that I started working with Kuan Yin, I didn't even know she was a thing. And I started getting signs from the universe. I picked up a journal, and it was the Alana Fairchild Quan Yin journal. Someone gifted me a deck of cards, it was the Quan Yin deck. I kept pulling the Kuan Yin card from my Ascended Masters deck. And it was enough for me to go, right, I have Kuan Yin energy around me. I need to call on her teachings, which are compassion and care.
1: So who was Quan Yin on Earth?
0: So Quan Yin on Earth, let me read the description. <clears throat> So she's been acknowledged in Buddhism and the traditions of China, but she has – and you know what? It doesn't say specifically where she was on earth. But it, they said Guanyin Yin is a Bodhisattva, Buddha-like being, and the goddess of mercy, compassion, and love. Though she's acknowledged in Buddhism and the traditions of China, she goes beyond religion and warms the hearts of all who call on her. So she's a figurehead from China. Okay. Yeah, they say she has a strong connection to healing energy, in particular Reiki, and encourages people to offer care, forgiveness, and compassion to themselves and others. Yeah,
1: like when I tap into Kuan Yin energy, I I feel like she's very small and like petite, but so much power pa- and soft and gentle, Ooh. but so much power.
0: Yeah, she, she reminds me power of, um, of a femme.
1: yeah. Do you know? this is a random reference that no one's going to know except you and maybe a few listeners you know Marja Jacobson the Reiki yes. teacher in, in Sydney yes. yin and Reiki teacher she's Kuan Yin energy too. Yeah. yes
0: absolutely soft and gentle yet fierce and powerful mm. so when I was working with Quan Yin Energy, it was literally I bought the Alana Fairchild Quan Yin Journal. I would communicate to Quan Yin. I'd ask her for guidance and I'd just I'd just chat with her. I'm calling on Quan Yin. And to this day, if I need to offer myself some compassion or someone else, I call on Quan Yin to help me with that. Mm. Another one of my favorite Ascended Masters is Ganesh. Yeah. Oh, so Ganesh, I mean, number one, elephants are my favorite animal in the world, but Ganesh is the remover of obstacles and also the bringer of abundance so I mean who doesn't want Ganesh in their life
1: that's right and I'm so sorry to be Virgo with you like Mm. it's annoying I know but I just have to so Ganesh was an Indian god not not a human human.
0: no so I guess that there's a precursor here that they're not all human they're not all
1: existed in human form totally yeah okay
0: because well, especially some of the more Hindi-based ascended Sorry, masters. So it's Hindu
1: god, not Indian god. Hindu. Hin- god.
0: Yeah, the Hindu ones, and I mean we've got like Odin in here as well, oh, and Odin. yeah, yeah, there are some beautiful ones. Um, uh, there's Master Jesus. We've got Buddha. Buddha was human. Mary Magdalene, but even like Lord Shiva, who yeah. was. Yeah. Well, I
1: guess a lot of the, the Hindu gods, yeah, There's, I mean, there's so much story there. Yeah, oh, that's so interesting. But they carry an energy with them, right? Yeah. They carry
0: that energy that you call upon. So I call on Ganesh often okay. for help when I feel like I'm stuck, I don't know where I'm going, or if I want to call on abundance. I have a little altar to Ganesh here in the home um, that I'll light incense with and just communicate with, and I'll pull him out every now and then when I need just more of his energy around. So I work with Ganesh quite a bit. Uh, and the other one who she's actually been a, a, in my spirit guide team for a very long time and she's not going anywhere apparently, which I'm so fine with, um, is Athena, oh, uh, which is the goddess of the moon and she's all, also known as Artemis. So Athena I was going say... the same. oh, are
1: they? Yeah. yeah. Roman version and Greek version interesting
0: fascinating right because they interchange when they come to me but it's the same energy so goddess of the moon but also the protector of women and children and she is that xena warrior princess vibe which is um she's the protector of women and children but she will cut you if you fuck up like she's a really really powerful energy to call upon when you need a little bit more of that warrior or goddess energy in your world
1: beautiful that's really yeah. really special Um, So what should people do if they want to find out more about Ascended Masters?
0: The way that I've learned about Ascended Masters is through an Oracle deck, which is the Keepers of the Light Oracle Cards by Kyle Gray. That's going to be my second record of the week in the newsletter. So if you're not yet signed up to the newsletter, jump in the link in our bio and Instagram, and that will go out on Wednesday where you can learn more about the ascended masters through this because every card in this deck is a different ascended master so you get to pull the cards and learn which energies you resonate with yeah. and more about that stories
1: i love that i might yeah. i don't need another oracle card deck but maybe i'll get that one
0: well this is one that i didn't give away you know how i went in my giving away oracle deck spree yeah i love ascended master energy so much jord it's one of my favorite things so, so i definitely good. feel like that
1: Yay. Yay. Oh, that was so good, Holly. Like I uh, you really taught me a lot of things. I really so loved glad. that. Yeah, I'm so was glad. So good. Um, Yay. just before we wrap up this call, um I just want to talk about The Bachelorette quickly.
0: Oh my god, I missed the second app. Tell me what You happened. have to
1: you have to watch it because um it was really good. Was it? <laughs> yeah. But I just wanna say, um, I, I'm loving Angie like I just I really love her she's so okay. real she's so funny she's so cute she's really attractive she's and, an Aquarius guys we looked it up yeah she is an Aquarius but we think she's got a Leo moon
0: Leo Aquarius with a Leo moon and Gemini
1: rising yeah totally Gemini rising <laughs> Lo- love her love her um I was a bit disappointed in the first episode with the array of men. I was just, yes. I was just like, this is such a weird group of guys. But by the second episode, you start to see that there's actually a few really good guys in there, and one of them is Car- Carlin.
0: Carlin? Oh, the one who got the twenty four hour date.
1: Yeah. So they went on the twenty four hour date last night, and um, do, you do they need to tell you what happened? Yes. Please. Well, he dropped a bombshell, um, which was that yeah, his- he's. No, he's married. Um, And yeah, so they've been separated for 18 months um, and they're filing for divorce. She's moved overseas, but um, he's like, you know, I was really heartbroken and I just, we are still married. The divorce hasn't gone through yet. um, And I just wanted to be up front with you. And what Angie said, which I hadn't really thought about, was she said a few different things. The first thing she said was, how can I be sure that, you're not coming on a reality television show to show your soon to be ex-wife how over you are Seriously. and to start uh, how over her you are and to start um you know a new chapter for yourself as a from, bachelor. Yeah, from whatever comes from this, you know. Um and then the other thing she said is I've never been in love before and How do you feel about someone who's not only been in love, but been through love and out of love? How do you feel about hopping into a relationship with someone who's never experienced that stuff before? Anyway, I've got to say, I don't know if he's putting it on or not. He seems super genuine. He was just so like down to earth and open and beautiful and calm and respectful. And I really like him.
0: Mm, he has beautiful eyes and he also sings
1: and but beautiful energy holly like i'd be really interested to hear what you think about his energy because i was just like transfixed by it 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 was i bet you he's a taurus well yeah i reckon he's an earth sign for sure he was just so grounded but with a bit of water because he had this real kind of like emotional availability you know
0: Oh, I need to watch it.
1: Meanwhile, Fireman, (laughs) psycho.
0: Like stage five.
1: Stage five Scorpio. Like, (laughs) no, no, but really. And then I'm a little bit like, are the producers making him play this up? Because – He really is intense, like so intense. You saw him crying in the first episode, right?
0: I see him. I know. I felt sad for him.
1: But come, I mean, it was a very unusual thing to be crying about. It was. That's not emotional stability. That's not being open to your emotions. That's like being unreasonable. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah is the mayor still there because he needs to go no
1: so the mayor left she made him go before the rose ceremony because he and this is the other great thing that happened last night is he was hitting on the producer when they were doing piece to cameras and the makeup artists and but with very crude sexual comments and he made some crude comments it was a photo shoot which was hilarious uh, on the photo shoot and um the guys were really getting upset about it, the other guys. He called he called in jest, but still not funny. He called Angie a bitch. Um, like, I'll show you that bitch or something like that. And the guys just went for him. They were just like, What the fuck? You can't talk about women like that. Are you fucking serious? And Jess, the politician, is going, Mate, we're not on camera. They were on oh. camera mate we're not on camera and they're going we don't care if we're on camera you can't talk about people like that like it was really beautiful to watch anyway carlin i think that's his name the nice guy he went and told Ange. he was just like look this guy he's hitting on the producers he's just bad news and i have to tell you because he's just sleazy and gross and all the rest of it and so she stood up to him at the cocktail party like before the rose ceremony and um he's gone and so
0: is his crown as potential mayor of Noosa.
1: Um, his career is over. Yeah. And in the car, in the car, he was like, I'm just going to go back to Noosa and make the love of my life in a nightclub. And I was like, you are so what? gross. He was so gross. He was just the yeah. grossest. I felt like, you know what he who reminded me of? Um, the guy in Something About Mary that had like all of the warts and stuff like growing yes, on his face, the yes, hives on his yes. face. That's what it looked
0: like. Yeah. So true. Yuck. Another thing with reality TV, because we did have a lull for a bit there, is I know you're not really into Love Island, Jord, but Love Island Australia started this week, guys. If you want mind-numbing crap, it's fucking great. I so love, it just started
1: this week. I love mind-numbing crap hole, but I just can't get into Love Island. What do you love about it? I
0: love. Do you know what I really love? That some of them genuinely do seem to fall in love, and but I also love the scandal of oh, but there's a new person coming in. It's like a human experiment. Mm. That's what it's kind of Big Brother esque. That's what I love about it. It is, isn't You're it? Putting all these people in a house and watching them live. <laughs> I don't but know, does the
1: superficiality of it not? Drive you it, I can understand crazy. why it would be
0: a turn off for some people, but I, I maybe it's because I'm Libran. I can see beneath all that, like that the core, like they're they're actually young, good people giving it a crack
1: in their bikinis.
0: Yeah, you've been listening to the Middle with your hosts Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. Join our Facebook group. Just search the Middle Podcast Show, and follow us on Instagram at. underscore middle underscore podcast see ya (laughs) (laughs) that was good